0: Talent only gets you so far if you can get your guys to buy into to what you're trying to do and and to be really tough. Like, you know, you hear it all the time, the toughest team wins. Well, if you're talented and tough, then, then that's a good recipe to, you know, to go have some success.
1: Welcome to the Jamodi podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamodi, just a matter of doing it. Today, we are joined by the head men's basketball coach at Wayland Baptist University, Clint Gallion. Coach Gallion was recruited to play basketball at Angelo State University under Coach Chris Beard, but a couple of knee surgeries cut short his playing career. He switched gears and became a graduate assistant coach at Angelo State from 2015 to 2017. He then became the head coach at Central Baptist College in 2017 and led the Mustangs to three national tournament appearances. In his first season at Wayland, Coach Galleon guided the Pioneers to the championship game of the Sooner Athletic Conference Tournament. Before we hear from Coach, take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media at Jamone Podcast.
0: Coach, how are you doing? What's up, Coach? All right, took a little while to get connected.
1: No, you're good. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Just getting, getting ready for practice. We got a late practice today. So, getting
1: uh, all that. What times time that start out? Not till six. Okay. Okay. So we'll just make sure that we're under an hour 45 and then it'll be good to go. Well, man, thank you so much for your time coming on Talking Hoops with me. I'm excited about this. And here's one reason why the great Matt Garnett uh, spoke very highly of you and, you know, former coach at Wayland Baptist. And so if he says somebody's good and, and a good coach and a good dude, then that works for me. Man, he's
0: normally a good dude. He's probably lying a little bit talking about me, but uh, now he's, uh, you know, when I got the job um, or when the job opened, you know, I called Coach Garnett and you know asked him about the job, and you know he was real honest with me about it, and he's been really helpful ever since I got the job. So,
1: um,
0: great guy, great guy. So,
1: about to start year two. How was how was year one transitioning into it? How'd it go? uh,
0: You know, year one was was tough because I got the job so late. I got it a week, the week of the uh, the the week of uh, the first day of school, and so school had already started, um, and so it was tough leaving um, my guys at, at Central Baptist. Yeah, that was, that was really tough. Um, but you know, Wayland was always a job that uh, that I kind of had my eyes on. You know, when I was in college, um, you know, it's closer to home. I'm from Eastland, Texas, so um, you know, it's only about a little over three hours from there. And, uh, and then just the level of the conference and the level that Wayland's been um, has always been attractive to me. And Love so that. Um, got it late. And so, you know, the first thing I do is try to recruit the guys that are there, you know, and make sure try to try to have a team. And, you know, we didn't have anybody to leave. Um, you know, we, that was kind of our goal one. And then, you know, Wayland has a unique system where they have fall two classes that are eight, eight weeks online. Uh, we have fall one, fall two, and fall uh spring, one, spring, two. and so we were able to bring two guys in uh, fall two that uh really helped us, uh, oh wow, then. so
1: that's an interesting idea that uh having to getting a getting a job like that, having to recruit the current players, not just I've uh, got to focus on bringing guys in, we need to keep guys there. What were some of the things you did to make that happen?
0: You know, when I got the job, I immediately, you know, tried to get here as soon as possible. So I drove the the 10 hours and and uh, our uh, VP was able to get me all the guys numbers. So I called all of them on the drive, uh, didn't try to not waste any time and then um, had individual meetings and team meetings, um, you know, the the day I was here and just get letting them know me and and know what I'm about and and getting to know them um, because that. That relationship, as you know, is is just as important to, to having any type of success on or off the court.
1: You had the opportunity as a player to play for Coach Beard, or to be and to be around him. I know you I, you had some injuries and some things happen, but you you've had experience around him and some other great leaders, probably through coaching. So, what's one one quality or, or several qualities that you see in great leaders? I'd say the biggest
0: one that I've got from you know coaches I've played for and and, and coaches I've got to work with is accountability, holding holding players and coaches um, to your standard and uh, and defending your culture every day, and uh, you know it's easy to you know it's easy to to let something slip, but you let something slip, then you know down here in a week or two, then you know your whole team's doing that, and so. Um, just defending your culture and then holding guys accountable to to what you believe in every single day.
1: And I like how you said holding coaches accountable as well, right? Because it's, it's, it is, it's, uh, we're co-creators of the culture with our players. So it's not just them. We, we set a standard and you guys have to live up to it. That's it. We have to do it as well, because if we are going against some of the standards with maybe the way we show up, the energy that we bring, the way that we speak to each other, absolutely. then they're going to struggle to do that with each other.
0: Yes, sir. Absolutely. And so, you know, that's, you know, as, as a young coach, you know, you're, you're trying to go get a bunch of talent and a bunch of players, um, but, you know, talent only gets you so far. If you can get your guys to buy into to what you're trying to do and, and to be really tough, like, you know, you hear it all the time, the toughest team wins. Well, if you're talented and tough, then, then that's a good recipe to, you know, to go have some success.
1: I love that. I mean, obviously anybody that watches this, they can see that you're young, but when they, when they listen to the bio too, I mean, it's not that long ago that you were playing yourself. Do you see your recent experience with playing as a strength or do you see, are there times where, you know, your, your youth, not that it's a negative, but that from a player's perspective, like maybe it would help or it's going to be easier when you get older, anything like that? I'll I see it as a strength
0: now, um, you know, just on the relationship aspect. Um, not saying when you're, you know, older, you know, my dad's still coaching. Yeah, um, but in, I, in I, I, I understand. I'll I tell so,
1: you, as a 40-year-old, I don't <laughs> get a majority of the references that they make. I don't know what they're into. I'm feeling that, and so yeah. I understand, yeah.
0: yeah. And I can talk to him, you know, it wasn't, wasn't too long ago I was in college, and, yeah, know, know the the stress and you know college basketball is a is a full time job, let alone you are taking you know fifteen or eighteen hours on top of that, and, uh, and you know, some of our guys have some part time jobs as well, and so I, I use it as a strength, um, just you know the relationship aspect and 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 all that, but you know you you do have guys that might test me more than what they might test a four mm. year old, but you know it goes back to holding them accountable. Um, they find out really quickly that you know. This, uh, you know, college basketball isn't a isn't a um, you get to do whatever you want to do. You're going to do what what our culture is or you won't be here. And uh, and so we try to defend that every day.
1: I was just thinking of that Don Meyer quote. I think it's Don Meyer that they don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, I no, believe that is Don Meyer. Yeah, is great it, quote.
1: Okay, yeah, so good. That worked out well. Uh, No, but because I can always go back and edit it. But uh, no, I I, uh, obviously you know a lot about the game, or else you don't get a college job. I don't care how what your age is; you just don't get those that easily. So you know the game, and your resume speaks for itself. But that doesn't matter. I mean, I would imagine you've done a really good job with uh, one. You know. The, you you came in late. You kept those players there. I would imagine relationally, you've done a great job with your players.
0: Yeah, you know um, that's always been an important thing to me. But you know, I've I've seen that from you know from my dad to Coach Beard to Boone, uh, Coach Cinco Boone, to Chris Wright, everybody I've worked with. Relationships has kind of been at the forefront, you know, of of your program. What well, is?
1: Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Um, and so you know that on top of you know. The assistance I've been able to have has has been a huge part of our success and the relationships that they can have you know with the players as well.
1: what are some things that you do intentionally to to build stronger relationships
0: you know every now and then you know take them uh you know go to the calf and you know sit down and eat with them um, you know I've done a better job of just trying to schedule individual meetings throughout the week it's tough uh you know we're all busy and it's easy to say I don't have time but you know I just Have to pick a day and 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 schedule about three to four hours out of the day to just hey sign up for fifteen minutes, and they just come you know one after another and just you know talk basketball and you know what they're doing well what they're doing bad but more importantly talk you know how's your family doing and and uh, you know how's everything at home.
1: Coaches, the Jamody Podcast is powered by Shoot Three Hundred and Sixty. The future of basketball has arrived in Dallas Fort Worth. Shoot360 combines the latest sports technology with the fundamentals of basketball skill development. The result is a one of a kind video game like basketball program designed to improve your shooting, dribbling, and passing. Visit Shoot360DFW.com to learn more and register for your free one hour workout evaluation. Shoot360, the future of basketball is here. What are some leaders? You mentioned a few coaches that you work for, but who are some leaders that you follow closely? You know, I'm probably like
0: everybody. I try to try to follow guys that are successful and 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 see what they do differently to to help their program. You know, be successful year in year out. So obviously, Nick Saban's one of them that I follow closely. Um, Coach Beard, Coach Adams, both at Tech and Texas, follow them closely. Um, those are kind of the main ones. Dabo Sweeney at Clemson. Um, they all have some unique things that are that are different um, that I just, you know, try to, you know, instill into our program um, that kind of fits us and fits my personality.
1: I like that you go outside of basketball, too. I think so many times I kind of just stay within that lane. Uh, what is that? P.J. P.J. Fleck? Uh, oh, he's uh, a great one. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's somebody that, I, that I, I have watched a few times, but I think I think I need to venture outside of our sport a little bit more. You know, P.J. Fleck has that uh, series.
0: I don't know what it was on. I watched it when it came out as a series about him and his culture and mm. you know, and uh, row the boats, all, all the yeah. all that. And, uh, it And I think it's six or seven episodes. It's, re- it's really good if you can find it What's that, that on? I, I can't remember, to be honest with you. It came okay. out. I watched it weekly. I'd, I haven't been able to find it since.
1: Uh, I'm sure yeah. it's out there somewhere. I need to look that up. Yeah, for sure. Because I just I love his, his energy. I, I love the the... The, the whole boat analogy and um i think uh he's a, he's at a place obviously it is it is d1 but he, I, i'm always fascinated with people that are able to make the big time where they are mm-hmm. you know and, i mean Sweeney's kind of done that at clemson be creating a football powerhouse there yes. you know when you know mm-hmm. maybe before he got there it wasn't really known as that but so i always like and i would imagine you're because it's just seeing how your your quick rise up and what people have said about you that you might be one of those uh, doing that pretty soon as well. Man, I, I'm just, I'm blessed
0: to be where I'm at and enjoying, enjoying the process of it.
1: So culture, buzzword, I think uh, I, I like to look at it as standards or the way that we show up. In your opinion, how do, how does culture drive performance? You
0: know, it's it's I think it's the basis of, of high performance and of, of uh, continued success, you know, it's easy to play well and do well when things are going well. Um, but, you know, the culture, you know, a lot of people have, you know, I saw this from the uh, the Duke women's basketball coach. I can't think of her name, but I saw a video and she was talking about culture and and how a lot of people have a misperception of, you know, when you talk about culture or family, then, you know, you don't go go through anything. Um, but it's the opposite. Your culture and your family atmosphere and your standards help you deal with adversity the right way and and overcome it. So where it you know one loss doesn't turn into five. You know you you learn from it, build from it, um, and and move on and 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 get stronger from it.
1: That's a good point because I think sometimes we, if I create a strong enough culture, everything will be okay. It'll be smooth. We won't have any of those ups and downs that happen throughout a year, but. That's obviously, that's not true. We know that from life. You know, it's like Rocky Balboa, right? Rocky Six, nothing's gonna hit as hard as life., uh, but having those systems, those standards in place may help you to weather those storms a little bit better. Tell a little bit about the culture that you've set up. Maybe what are some of those pillars that you guys have?
0: You know, ours is you know accountability showing up every, every day. Trust you know trust is a big one with us um, trust and loyalty kind of go hand in hand of uh, being able to trust you know your coaches and your teammates and then you know we're a big mental toughness guy uh, team you know play, playing for beard playing for my dad <laughs> and so you know we we've we still you know the four to one mental is the physical as four is to one and you know everything we do preseason wise um, is you know a bunch of mental toughness to just uh you know our conditioning test just to get to the season and that you know we try to we try to make practice as hard as possible as competitive as possible and so when they got get out into the game you know hopefully it's a little slower a little easier yeah um, you know everything we do in practice is is competitive um, there's a winner and loser in, in every drill and there's there's punishment for the losers and uh, and then we keep track one of our tracks is uh um, our stats is uh, is wins um, because you you know we want to you know we stat you know you know fill goals, assist a turnover ratio uh, deflections, charges, but wins is is a huge one and hmm. and so our guys, you know every day it's you know hey, you know blues up three to two um you know goals and you need you need to try to get this one and so just to kind of you know help them focus on you know the main thing we're trying to do out here on the court is is to win however that however we can do that,
1: so coach, you gotta know that one of the things behind the The podcast is. It's not what you do, but how you do what you do. That's really important. So when you say something like, you know, our conditioning test, I can't let that just float by. I got to press a little bit. So for the rest of our talk, if you don't want me to dig in, you know, be very vague with, the- <laughs> but hey, so can you, can you give a little bit about what, what, what do you take your guys through? Yeah. And so,
0: you know, our, our conditioning test, preseason test is pretty, pretty simple it's they got two things the the mile um our guards have to run under a 530 mm. um forwards 545 and centers uh 6 minutes coach um, 530 530 and you know a lot of basketball guys you know you tell them that and and they're like man i'm not a runner you know but
1: uh it's <laughs> a sprint mile but we are running a ton
0: yeah is, and you know yeah. all, all of our guards uh made it um, wow. everybody in our program made it or or, or you don't practice and, uh,
1: Are you doing that with them before or is it literally, hey, guys, this is coming up. You need to prepare on your own. Yeah, we we let them know in the summer. Um, And then, you know, the returners know
0: that coming in. Um, But, you know, as soon as they pass their physicals, they're doing that. You know, we can't do anything basketball wise until, you know, it was a couple of weeks, weeks ago today. We're on practice number 16. And so, uh, you know, they had you know, over a month to, to make their mile time. And so it's, Hey, once you make it in the preseason, you don't run it again. And so we have, you know, a few guys that make it on the first, first one and, and they don't have to have, you know, some of the other guys ran it probably 20, 30 times. And, uh, <laughs> if
1: they would have just given a little bit more, they would yeah. have done a lot less work.
0: Yeah. And you obviously have to be in really good shape um, yep. to do it. But then the other big aspect of it is, you know, the mental aspect of it is, is you know that third and fourth lap, if you can fight through that and, and get through it, then you know some things on the court can, you know, translate to that. And
1: mm-hmm. then we
0: run the ladder as well, which on is on the court. It's a just one down and back, up two, three, four, five, and then all the way back down to one. And uh, you know, there's times on for that as well. And and they have to make that. And same thing. You you make it, you're done. You don't run it again until until the next
1: preseason. Do the guys look forward to it with the returners you know or is it one of those things where everybody dreads it you just got to get through it and how, how do they react
0: you know our first one we we did it uh on our man's morning with friday preseason is man's morning and uh and you know a lot of the returners said they didn't sleep much the night before just d- dreading it but they <laughs> knew it was coming and so um and you know, man's morning, we do it every Friday on preseason. it's it's you know, um, we try to find different things that are really, really tough that really test them mentally and and uh, and you know have some fun with it as well.
1: I like that man's morning. I would imagine things like that. I mean, it, some of it's obviously basketball related in the in the physical nature of it, but you're also building up your culture and those relationships with those times too, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You you kind of find out who your leaders are. Um, some guys step up, and and uh, you know from year to year, it's really cool seeing guys you know help push other guys, or you know they're done running, but they go run an extra lap with somebody else, or um, or just you know the toughness that we want guys to. We hold them to. Um, you know they the returners know the expectations, so it's when you, the more returners you have, the the easier it is to
1: to get those new guys on board. Coaches, the Jamodi podcast is powered by Biology. What's your BSA score? The Bology Skills Assessment is the only verified skills metric endorsed by the NAIA, NJCAA, and a growing number of NCAA coaches to discover and develop the best talent for your team. This four-minute, 40-shot test can be taken free today on the Biology mobile app. Elevate your game. Confidence is one of those things with high school players more than half of them truly don't have the right to be confident because they haven't prepared. They haven't put in the time. But at your level, they've, they've gotten there because they did more work than the people they were competing against. But even at your level, I would imagine you can see the confidence in your players rise and fall at times. How do you help them through those moments with their confidence?
0: You know, we give our guys a lot of uh, freedom offensively. Um, you know, with our motion and and just how we let them play, uh, but but it's not blind freedom, and they have to go earn it, and they do that throughout the whole year. Um, you know, confidence comes with our green light shooting. We have a couple different drills. Our main one is five minute shooting, where they shoot and and uh, you know the corner, wing, top of the key, wing, corner, each spot for one minute for five minutes, and uh, they have a rebounder and. Um, or two rebounders and a passer and two balls. And, uh, you know, we our, our goal is 70 or more to hit the green light, which is a lot. Um, and once they hit that, then, you know, they have a lot more freedom to shoot um, in our offense. Uh, we have a few guys that they're in the upper 80s. You know, we had one guy yesterday hit at 92. And uh, so, I mean, he can really, really shoot it. So, you know, we tell those guys, hey, anytime you have space, the ball needs to be going up. Um, it also gives us the um, the reason, hey, you made 50. You know, you can maybe shoot a catch-and-shoot wide-open one, um, but these guys are getting the majority of our shots. And so you earn it through that. And then I think once you hit the green light shooting, you know, that gives you, you, gives you confidence because you know you're a really good shooter. Um, and some guys think I'm probably crazy. Um, you know, I'd, our green light shooters, I'd, I can't remember a time that I've been, you know, and I guess this is going on. This is going on year five as a head coach. It was crazy. Um, I haven't, you know, said one thing about a guy shooting a three, a green light shooter. Um, I've actually subbed guys out for not shooting. Um, you know, if you're a green light shooter and your job is to catch and shoot and you're not doing it, then then you're coming out. And so, they, you know, they think I'm crazy and think, you know, I don't mean it, but until they see it, you know, actually happen. Um, and so we give our guys confidence in that and then just staying in the gym. Um, you know, we're a really, you know, we we uh, make our guys understand how the importance of you know individual development, and uh, you know we don't do it a lot in practice. It, all, ours is you know scheduled throughout the day. That's the advantage of you know of college basketball is yeah you know, each guy has you know an hour in between classes. Well hey here our this shooting group is going you know at 9 a.m. Um, and just getting them in the gym and and, and watching the ball go through the hoop.
1: Coach, I'm a huge fan of shooting games. I love that one, and because I think a lot of us have our own versions of green, yellow, red uh, shooting games that we that we do with our teams. And but I love the reasoning. Another reason that you mentioned for doing shooting games like that is for their confidence, mm-hmm. and not the the idea of just in that moment seeing 92 what that does though is i think in moments when they're slumping or they've missed a couple we get to as coaches come behind them and remind them it's like it's like that visualization that kobe bryant was so great at he would sit there before games and remember the moments where he's done those things well i think players in the heat of the moment when they're struggling they forget sometimes they forget the great moments they've had, the work they've put in. And that's where you come around with that number. Hey, do you remember when you hit 92? What are you thinking about? Just let it go. (laughs) But how? I think some coaches, I think, can't protect their players' confidence that way because they don't play games like that, that stretch their guys. And for some players, it's going to let them know, listen, you're at 40. That dude's at 92. You know, it's role identification a little bit. It's shot selection. You know, but then uh, Coach you know,
0: Sampson down in Houston, you know, somebody asked him, you know, because he was yelling at a guy for shooting or something. And, uh, you know, you're not giving him any confidence. He's like, I don't want him having any confidence, you know. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't which, earn which, the right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, we have we have five different shooting drills like that that are all a little different to kind of change it up. Um, and, uh, you know, our guys really enjoy them because it's a, it's a challenge for them. and. And it kind of helps separate some guys.
1: And then those that are what we maybe say yellow or red, lower on those scales, You know, when they see the way that you talk to, the freedom that you give your green light shooters, there's two choices at that point. You could say, well, to heck with it. No way I can get there and just settle into your role. It's okay, but it's not ideal. The better option is, all right, here's where I am. I want to get there, and then if those that might have the conversation or, or create the conversation with the player of coach, what do I need to do to get there? All right, let's start talking about the eighty-four thousand seconds you have every day, you know, and and what you can do more. I tell our
0: guys all the time about a guy that's you know he's actually still playing for Central Baptist. Uh, my first year there, there as an assistant, um, we brought him in from uh, Birdville, actually in Fort Worth. Um, Jalen Adams, that's where my wife
1: coaches by, or she okay. teaches there. So, yeah, small world.
0: Yeah. Um, Jalen Adams, you know, he was the district MVP there, and uh, we brought him to CBC and he just wasn't ready yet. Um, we redshirted him, but he was, you know, he uh was getting in the 30s and 40s on on five minute shooting and uh, you know, kind of told him, you know, what he needed to do. You know, athleticism of, of a college game was a lot different for, for him, and um and in, in the spring of his red shirt year, he got on the gun and made a uh, shot a thousand shots every single day. Um, you know, it's probably at least at least five days a week. And uh, his red shirt freshman year was the first year I got the, I was the head coach and uh, he ended up starting about half of our games and shot 44% from three that year. Hmm. And, uh, and so it's, it's, with, within a year he completely changed his shot and and his you know trajectory of his career just by outworking everybody
1: that's radical change in a year but i think yes. i think coaches understand the amount of work but players rarely like that number a thousand shots up on the gun i don't think players understand the hours that that translates to it's not like you go in for an hour and you get that done i mean in my opinion it's 300 to 400 you know right around 45 minutes or so so you're really looking at three hours of work there or a little less but that's that's incredible
0: it's a, it's a lot of dedication and, yeah uh, and he you know he'd he'd sneak in the gym I'd get calls from my ad of hey who's in the gym at 10 at night and it'd, it'd always be always be rook so
1: you um, always love those as a coach like oh don't worry, I'll take care of them and then hey that's great. keep doing it (laughs) the Jamoti podcast is powered by sideline interactive sideline interactive is the leading manufacturer for high quality innovative scoring tables and led video display boards that help coaches and schools bring more excitement to fans create huge fundraising opportunities and make their jobs easier visit sidelineinteractive.com to check out their amazing products So we talked a little bit already into skill work and and how important shooting is for the style of play that you run. But how does individual skill development work into daily practice?
0: You know, so I I mentioned a little bit. We don't do a ton in our actual practice. Um, We have five days a week right now. You know, Once the season hits, we might lower it a little bit for legs purposes and and things. But right now we're going five days a week of uh, shooting groups outside of practice which are 30 to 45 minutes of getting a lot of shots up a lot of skill development um but then practice every day we, we start dribble pass shoot we do something dribbling ball handling uh, passing and shooting um and so that's you know probably about the first 30 minutes of practice um to get everybody loose and and just some skill work and then uh you know a couple of days a week we'll separate and go guards bigs and emphasize you know something we want to emphasize on. You know, whether it's, you know, coming off a of pick and roll or, or uh, you know, the bigs, um, you know, their post um, progressions or or defending the post. Um, and so we try to separate it that way. Um, but, you know, we try to make it a a priority to get it in um, outside of practice. So once practice is here, you know, outside of that first 25, 30 minutes that we can focus on team on team, uh, you know, getting better as a team. <laughs>
1: So when you say individual skill work, I think that that means something different to some coaches. Um, I mean, I, obviously, and neither neither avenues wrong. You can be pretty traditional with it, where obviously everybody does a little bit of ball handling, one or two ball, uh, some finishing, some passing stuff, you know, or you can kind of go down a, a road that and just so you know, uh, I love this road of, of Using accountability tools, you know, you bring in, you you kind of follow a guy like Micah Lancaster from my Impossible, and it opens your eyes to some things that you could do with your players. Where are you at as far as your skill development? You know,
0: we we it's pretty controlled. Um You know, our shooting drill, our shooting groups, and things. A lot of that stuff, I, I give the freedom to my assistant, uh, my top assistant, to give him some some control and and um, kind of help his I always think it's good to, you know, I was blessed as an assistant to, to have a lot of, uh, of control and different things outside of, you know, just practice and, and it gives him, you know, to be in charge and, 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 and make a game plan on what he wants to do on, you know, Monday versus Wednesday and Mm. different things like that. Um, and so it's pretty controlled, um, you know, but you know, we we tell our players all all the time. You know, we have guys that they come to there, they come to practice, and we practice normally pretty early, um, and then they're back in the gym at seven, eight o'clock at night. And so, those are our obviously really good players that that uh, want to try to go make some money um,
1: playing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if high school players really get that that fact either. It's like how, why do they get like so strong? uh, put on so much muscle and gain so much athleticism, increase their skills so much when they get to college. Like, well, one, I mean, you know, they, if they go to the cafeteria, they're eating way more food than, than they ever have before. But, but two, just the amount of work just because of the, the, the day, I mean, the the morning classes and then the rest of your day, or some days you have no class. And so you're able to get those two, three workouts in throughout a day. I don't know. I don't know if, if players realize that the freedom as a college player you have to really push it like that kid that shot a thousand threes a day.
0: And it's so easy for so many of them to to you know sleep in and not go get extra workout in or you know they have a break and they want to go play 2K or yeah, you know do something other than hey, let's go get, you know, 30 minutes in.
1: So That that's a great point too. I would imagine like uh it like anything else if if, if players in high school, think, man. When I get to college and I have that schedule, then I'll really bust it. If those habits aren't aren't already in them now, if they're all if they aren't already prioritizing their skill work and doing more, most likely they're not going to be able to flip that switch. They might not even get there for one, two year yeah. level, but they won't flip the switch when they get there.
0: No, they don't. And, you know that's why we schedule the the shooting groups. We have a yeah. lot of guys that get in on their own. Um, but, you know, there's there's those that have either relied on their talent. You know, they've just been more talented than everybody and hadn't had to outwork people. And so that's why we we schedule it. It's mandatory, just like our practice, just like our weights. It's it's, it's just another part of their day.
1: What's your favorite style of play to teach? Favorite
0: style of play to teach? I'd go on the other side of the ball and man to man defense. Uh, you know, it's. You know, we do shell drill every day. I would say the first two weeks, I guess we've about two and a half weeks of practice, I'd say about 70% of our practice is normally on the defensive end. Um, Hmm. You know, we recruit a lot of talent, a lot of talented guys that can really score the ball is kind of our philosophy. Um, You know, here at Wayland, we're able to have a a lot better mixture of high school and transfers. Um, It's almost – you know, it's almost fifty-fifty. Okay. Um, and uh, you know, we have it's and it's almost fifty-fifty of returners versus newcomers this year. Um, I think it's it's seven and eight. Um, and so, um, you know, what we do defensively is, you know, a lot a lot of the beard and Adams. You know, we're we're absolutely no middle. We've always been that. Um, you know, we down ice ball screens and. And a lot of switching, a lot of down switching things, and it takes time for guys to to get get the hang of that. And then, you know, our closeouts, you know, we make guys have perfect closeouts every single closeout. It's not, you know, when when you want to. And um, and so, you know, guys think I probably ruin drills all the time, but we we, you know, I, I blow my whistle every time I see somebody give up middle or or not have a perfect closeout. Um, and you know, we something we just put in this week, which I don't know why I haven't thought about it before is now we stat once we go live. You know, once you're not in your defensive segments and you go live and you're working on your offense, you know, you're not focused on the defense. Well, yeah. then they're not doing the, the perfect closeouts. And so we have that as a, a stat line um, when, when our coaches stat practice every day. And our guys run for every bad closeout and every middle drive at the end of the uh, next day's practice. Um, from the previous practice. And so that's, Coach, somebody- that's
1: a great nugget right there because you're right on the money. I mean, we're so guilty of our right, defensive segments over. Now we're going to work on offense and all those great habits that you just worked on. They go out the window if you're fortunate enough. And I, I, have, a, a, I have a varsity assistant here, Coach D, that uh, I'm an offensive minded person. Uh, it's the side of the ball that I enjoy coaching and focusing on. And I've given him the defense completely, but that's a great reminder for me. When we do go to more of those, I mean, we're going to really try to play a lot in practice this year, just play more five on five because we've been building up and I don't mean to get off on a tangent here, but we've been building up a lot with one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, four-on-four to put in our layers offensively to hopefully when practice starts, then it's just mainly five-on-five. But in those moments, Allowing Coach D to continue to coach that side of the ball, and not just be so focused on the offensive side that we let it go. So that's a great nugget, man.
0: And you know, I've, I've always had that where you know we we go from you know defensive drills to to trying to put our offense in and, and getting guys where they need to be. And you know, it's hard it's it's hard to watch both. And so you know, film doesn't lie. And and you know, we saw I saw a huge improvement of our defense this week when mm. we when they know that, hey, that the camera's watching you, you better have the perfect closeout or you're going to pay for it, you know, tomorrow.
1: Coach, so, it goes full circle to accountability. It does,
0: it does. And so, um, you know, and I, I told our guys and I, I believe it, you know, we were top 10 in, in almost every defensive category last year uh, with a group of guys that we have, with the talent we have offensively. If we can, If we can be elite defensively, then, you know, we have a chance to be really good.
1: What are your thoughts on, so you mentioned how many high school players that you do have and that you're able to get a good mix. What are your thoughts on the portal? Like when you're thinking portal versus high school player, is, does that really matter or is it more of what's the best fit? And it doesn't matter where they come from.
0: You know, you can look at look at it a lot of different ways. Um, you know, NAI, a lot of people ask us all the time, you know, how's the transfer portal affected y'all? You know, NAI has always been transfer heavy. Yeah, um, it's almost like a JUCO. NAI is um, it's really you know it's really similar to to Division two. You know the level and and all that, but uh, it's always been heavy um, transfers. Um, but the great programs have a good mixture of high school kids as well yeah you no know, it is fit i think you got to look at fit and, and how you want to play and, and and but then you know your culture as well i think when you can get some high school kids that can play and have a chance to play right away they can help you know when you have guys that are in your program for for 3 4 maybe even 5 years you're, you they can help sustain your culture better because you know when the new, newcomers come in they can they can help you know you the coaches can can um, beat them over the head over and over again about what our culture is, but when the players can really hold them accountable, then uh, and then then you have something special. And so mm. that's why you know, you know Central Baptist was was great to me, and and you know we had a lot of success there, but we had to recruit. I mean, we would we'd have twelve newcomers, and they would all be transfers there um, with the you know the facilities and. And just the job in general, that was that was the best way for us to be successful. And, you know, that's why Wayland was appealing to me is I always wanted to have I thought the best teams always had a good mixture. Hmm. And uh and it helps, you know, on the court, but more importantly helps your culture and and what you try to do, you know, as a whole.
1: Well, coach, the the speed round, uh, I'm gonna know you a lot better after this. It's quick questions, first thing that pops in your head, blurt it out. Okay. Favorite ice cream flavor?
0: Uh, Rocky Road. Rocky Road. Very nice.
1: Favorite basketball movie of all time?
0: Ooh. That's a tough one.
1: That's a it is. <laughs> Nice. Oh, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a 99 percenter.
0: Hoosiers uh, or Coach Carter is a good one.
1: That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Um, Talk
0: about accountability.
1: Yeah, that's right. You ever wanted to slam a player up against the wall in a practice? I probably <laughs> can't answer that. yeah. I won't answer that. do not <laughs> answer that. That was. So, uh, well, he swung at him first, though. You know, yeah. I mean, what is he supposed yeah. to do? What is he supposed to do? Um, if you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? Would you visit?
0: You know, uh, I love westerns. So nice. I, I'm a big westerns fan. I've probably watched every John Wayne. Oh ah, good one. So, yeah.
1: Open range, coach. You a fan? Open range. Open range. Kevin Costner, Robert Duvall. Okay. Okay. Perfect. This from your your side of it. This might be the the most important part of our call. Is yeah. uh, is open range? Kevin Costner. I'm pro. I'm sure you've seen it. I, but, I might uh, have. I might it's have. A, it's a good one uh, for westerns and stuff. I like that. In basketball, who's the goat?
0: MJ, Uh, I'm a huge Kobe fan, but uh, you got to give it to MJ.
1: I like that. Um, You're up three with seven seconds left. You're on defense. Do you foul or do you play it out?
0: Depends on, you know, if you can get the foul. Depends on where the ball is and in the situation,
1: you know. If so they're you're saying a, I need to be more specific with my question. If, if, if <laughs> they're
0: going full court, then absolutely. I think you have plenty of opportunity to, you know, baseline out of bounds or a sideline out of bounds. It's, it could be difficult. You know, yeah. I don't, definitely don't want to foul a shooter. Um, and so that's that's a tough one. If it's going full court, absolutely. Um,
1: is that something that you practice That's a Mike Neighbors talked about? We need to have things predetermined before the game before we get into those situations so in the moment we're not ooh i don't know we we know
0: yeah absolutely we we practice a lot of special situations um um you know we have our guys know our uh, you know if we're down two or three we have if we're going full court we have two different sets depending on what we're down and our guys know those and we practice those weekly Hmm. Um, same thing on the defensive end. We have practice that. So, so for us coaches, it's it takes some of the decision making out of it. Cause we already know what we're going to do. And, and then the players are on the same page as us, Man.
1: I need to be better at that. You know, I, there's a few things that when I ask coaches, like what's one thing, some the, one of the questions, what's one thing you would do differently. I think the, some of the answers I get that are common is scrimmage more in practice, like actually play more in practice, less breakdown drills, and then work on end of game situations more. I don't know how many times I've told myself that I need to do that. And then all of a sudden the year goes by, we're in district play. And I'm like, crap, we haven't done that very much. Yeah. You're,
0: you're probably you are, you are too good. You're not, not having too many close games. Cokes, that,
1: is, that is not it. Now, I will say this. I think when you're running and gunning, you typically win by a good margin or you lose by a good margin there's there aren't that many close games in my opinion
0: you know this last year we had a game that we won and the game was in the 40s um which is very unusual for a college basketball game um you know we had to that's just how our play style had to be this last year I like yeah. to get up and down more um and, and you know and hopefully we can with this team but uh you know we had to make an adjustment. And, we weren't great offensively, so we just had to go beat you defensive, defensively, and uh, and so we needed to be really good late game situation because every game was close. That's you know? right. Yeah, um,
1: when you only got we only got forty possessions in the game, it's gonna it's gonna be close. But with your defensive mindset, I would imagine there are parts of you that love that, love the grind, love keeping their score really low, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I like it if we could go average eighty, but. Um, you know, we're trying to keep teams under 60 and, uh, and, you know, that's one of our goals. And if we can keep somebody in the fifties, I think we have a really good shot at one. At
1: On that note for high school shot clock or no shot clock,
0: shot clock, shot clock, offensively and defensively. You can do a lot of things defensively with a shot clock. Yeah. Um, and then offensively, I think it will help improve the game.
1: I like that. I like that. Two more questions. How many cups of coffee do you drink per day?
0: I'm normally coffee in the morning, uh, pre-workout, and you know I usually try to go work out around lunch. Okay, and and usually energy drink before practice. So,
1: (laughs) coach, we're aligned right there, Uh, and I'm so thankful that you were open and honest about the amount of caffeine you're pumping through your system.
0: It's
1: probably not very healthy. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you this, just to make you feel better. I mean, the amount of caffeine you actually have to have in your system for it to be lethal is like crazy high. We're talking thousands of milligrams. You and I having two or three of those th- drinks a day, we're not even near a thousand man. So
0: hey we're we're basketball coaches so we're probably not gonna have a very long life expectancy <laughs> anyway.
1: So. too stressful anyway. I love that. Uh what kind of pre-workout are you going with?
0: I change it up um if, if you stick with something too long and then it yeah you get used it to it stops working. So yeah I change it up um just kind of I have uh one of my friends is uh works at Exos, which is uh um, you know, the number one sport performance, you know, place in America. And uh I always just ask him something because I don't want something that's you know gonna ruin me. So
1: you don't want your heart to stop. Yeah, yeah but uh <laughs> all right, last one. Godfather, Star Wars, or neither? Godfather. Wow. You're quick on that. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, I've watched some Star Wars, but I've, I've never watched it, you know, completely. I've watched, you know, bits and pieces, but yeah, definitely Godfather.
1: That's fair. Coach, this was awesome, man. I want to thank you so much for giving up your time and making it work at this busy time of year. And it was just a lot of fun getting to learn about you and the, the the program that you have, the culture that you've created. I appreciate it.
0: Yes, sir. It was an honor to be on here. I appreciate your time. And, and uh, man, it was fun.
1: Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.